You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered, and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. I recently read an article um, out of the book, What is Enlightenment? And one of the comments made in here was that our Western culture is the wealthiest, most highly educated and privileged generation ever to exist on the face of the earth. <laughs> in, our, I, in our home, this is an eye-rolling uh, <laughs> sentence. <laughs> I... Um, I, I'm reading this because I'm anxious to hear our uh, guest comments to that statement today. Uh, we have a guest who we keep bringing back because he's pretty darn good. He's our bud. Yeah, he's a master of ancient history. And he's written many books, one of which is The Lost Civilization of Lemuria. And I bet he has something to say about that comment. And, and listen up closely because this bud is for you. <laughs> Would you welcome to the show Frank Joseph. So how would you like that comment, Frank? Oh, boy, that's a hard act to follow. <laughs> <laughs> the well, wealthiest, most highly educated and privileged generation ever to exist on the face of the earth. So do you think that's true? Well, I think it is. The, ours is the most privileged, highly educated, and prosperous, and so forth. Uh, if one understands that there was nothing before us, in other words, if we believe that we're the only ones that have ever been around, and that everybody else was just a bunch of primitive yahoos, then I guess you can agree with that. Well, well you know, also, Frank, when you die, it just is black. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> so might as well just blow your brains out. Now That's right. Yeah, yeah, move on. In the misery. Yeah, just just get it over with. You know? Okay. What do you... There's a lot of evidence that that just isn't the case, isn't there? Well, it's not just evidence. Uh, it, the story, for example, of our own continent of North America unquestionably shows, and archaeologists have known this for many, many years, that civilizations, have risen and fallen several times, at least four times that we know. These civilizations are well known. They lasted far longer than ours. So if in terms of longevity, we are by no means the most successful. Are you and talking Are you talking thousands of years? Thousands, well, the, the civilization that lasted longest was called the Adena. This is what the archaeologists call this civilization. They do not know exactly what it was called when it was around. In America? Yes. Okay, in Adena, the civilization, how long do you think? Well, we know exactly how long it lasted. The documentation is extremely clear. It began suddenly in 1000 B.C., a thousand years before Christ, and persisted over the next 17 centuries until the last remnants of of this civilization were exterminated in a genocidal war that took place that ended in 700 A.D. In other words, this 
society, which rose very high. These Adena people, who we don't know their exact name, uh, some of the Indian traditions refer them as the Ali or the Aleg or the Alegwi, but we think that these are probably Indian inflections of what they really call themselves. Where, where people, were they? Where were they in North America? They uh, were primarily their headquarters was in the Ohio Valley. And the reason why, because the Ohio Valley was and still is very rich agriculturally. However, they spread out over almost all of North America from the Mississippi River straight on through to the Atlantic seaboard with much uh, heavy penetration into the Deep South. So we're talking all the way, a contiguous civilization that spanned North America from the Mississippi River to the Atlantic Ocean. These were the people that introduced agriculture to North America. They were the very first agriculturalists. They had iron smelting uh, ovens. Uh, they built uh, great stone pyramids. They built stone towers. They so built so this, is, tower. this, is stuff, this is stuff we didn't learn in our uh, history books or American history growing up. What happened? What happened is, is that these people, called the Adena by archaeologists, and the archaeologists have known about them. The first Adena mound was excavated, I think, in the 1880s or maybe the 1890s, right around that time, the end of the 19th century. So archaeologists have known a lot about these people for a long time, but they have not popularized it. They have not talked about the Adena in schools. The reason why is there are a lot of pieces of evidence that the archaeologists themselves have dug up from Adena sites that completely contravene their idea that there was nobody outside of America that uh, made any impact here, that these are all just Indians. The Adena were a people who were, for all intents and purposes, a race of giants. Skeletons, the skeletal remains that have been found of the Adena, both men and women, are commonly well over seven feet tall. Wow. Examples of people have found to be almost eight feet tall. And See, we're now... You see, now, that's what I've always thought about the Lemurians when they were here, that they were that kind of height. Well, I would not rule that out. The Lemurians were a people who flourished in the Pacific long before, actually, the events we're talking about here. The last of the Lemurians seemed to have persisted, oh, maybe about not quite 600 years. That's a long time before the Adena got started. I think the Adena are a different people. I don't believe the Adena are Lemurians. Yes, it sounds that way. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves. Our guest today, Frank Joseph, uh, has written many books, including The Lost Civilization of Lemuria. He's a master of ancient history, and he will definitely open your eyes to some of the history and the spirituality around these cultures. Uh, don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern on CRN. So, Frank, uh, you're just about to get another book launched, but would you go through the books you've written and the one that you're just about to get off and, and tell us uh, the titles that you've had? Well, uh, it would take a long time. I've written about uh, 20 books. No, don't want that many. Well, give, give us a few, like Lost Civilizations of Lemuria, The Opening of the Ark of the Covenant. Right. I think that uh, the last one there, uh, Opening the Ark of the Covenant, that really ties together uh, the last 25 or 30 years worth of, of research 
the opening of the Ark of the Covenant uh, deals with the Ark of the Covenant, but also attendant spirituality that's been found in other peoples. I wrote a book uh, called The Lost Pyramids of Rock Lake, uh, which is a very interesting sacred site, which is known many parts, all, in fact, all the way down to Peru. The Aymara Indians know about Rock Lake, Wisconsin, believe it or not, huh. this little tiny lake that was called the Lake of the Moon in ancient times. And uh, that was a very interesting place uh, where I conducted over a hundred uh, scuba dives there, and we're going back to try to arrange another expedition in the lake uh, later this year. So what so that you, was very interesting. What, what are you finding there? Well, we were led to uh, Rock Lake because uh, of the Native American legend there. The Native Americans in this area are the Oneida Indians, the Winnebago, and our Ho-Chunk Indians. Mm-hmm. And they preserve a story of a city of the dead at the bottom of this lake. And it's called a necropolis, and that it was made of what they call rock teepees. And then beginning uh, right around the turn of the 20th century, a man who was later to become the mayor of Lake Mills, which is the town uh, uh, that Rock Lake sits in, uh, found what he called a, a stone pyramid at the bottom of Rock Lake. And divers and fishermen and so forth have been uh, finding and losing and looking for these things uh, ever since uh, it was first found about 1901. You know, there, there's all kinds of... Um Ancient things and powers that, you know, we're like little babies, uh, most of us. We have no idea what's going on on uh, bleed through or different dimensions right, you know, right in our own country kind of thing. Well, the sad thing about it, Keith, is that these previous civilizations, they reached high levels, not just technologically, but they reached very high spiritual levels. We're talking about applied spirituality. Right. And this is where science and and religion were all part of the same thing, the same mindset, and an appreciation for nature and living within the cycles of nature. And by doing that, they achieved really, truly great things in terms of art and culture and science and healing and all these other things which we now are, as you say, uh, stumbling towards or are uh, even parts of our society negate all the great achievements of these past peoples. It's not that they were just, they built uh, pyramids and so forth, which is wonderful in itself, or they were great uh, copper miners, which is astounding, but that they achieved levels of spiritual understanding and applied spiritual power, what you call psychic power today. These people really believed in these things, and when their civilizations vanished, all that went with them, and we're only picking up tiny little pieces of what they left behind. Any possible idea of why these giants uh, all of a sudden vanished? Yes, we know exactly what happened to them. Uh, they were outnumbered and uh, totally overwhelmed by the Native American communities. Uh, this race of giants, which the uh, Native Americans refer to as the Alegui, uh, and, and uh, archaeologists refer to as the Adena, they call them the Adena because of the first mound that these people made was recognized on a farm that belonged to a guy who called it Adena. That's the only reason why I call it. I see. And the Adena uh, were out terribly out for all their wonderful technology and their superior uh, culture, material culture, were vastly outnumbered by the Native Americans. And they got into uh, long periods of genocidal conflicts in a place called, uh, at the falls of the Ohio, uh, they were... Uh, made a last stand, and this is according to uh, 
numerous uh, Native American traditions yes. that talk about the falls of the Ohio where the Allegui made their last stand and were massacred to the last stand. You know, the Native Americans don't have traditions just out of thin air because they're some weird subculture. They have traditions because something real happened there. Well, that has been proved so many times where archaeologists have laughed at or dismissed Native American tales and then found out through their own uh, scientific excavations that, oh, yes, that we have uh, physical proof that these stories were correct after all. I mean, that happens numerous times, and yet archaeologists still continue to denigrate the uh, Native traditions of uh, American Indians. Yes. So, big so mistake. all these people that feel sorry for the Indians because the white man came and took over, and before white man was here, the Indians did the same thing to another race. Well, it's, I guess that's human nature all over, right? I well, mean, geez, uh, I, that's sounding a little bit karmic to me. It, so, it doesn't, it though. Well, I never thought of it in that term before, but, you know, in a way, you're right, because uh, the Adena people uh, and the Native American people, they appear to have gotten along fairly well, but they fell into an absolutely horrendous war, which... There were no prisoners taken, it would appear, and no peace treaties, nothing like that. It was just literally a war of one side being exterminated or the other, and the the white race of giants was utterly exterminated. And that's in this is not uh, you know American historians talking about this. These are Native American stories where this former white race of giants was exterminated by the uh, ancestors, the forefathers of the Native Americans. Isn't that? That is why, believe it or not, uh, the Native Americans. Uh, uh, Indian tribes will have nothing to do with these ancient mounds because they believe, and this is their own testimony now, they say they believe they're haunted by the avengeful ghosts of the yeah. Yeah. giants. And they were, should, they should yeah, be worried because right. of what they did. <laughs> well, actually it's their forefathers. They can't really be held responsible for what their for previous generations did. Uh, I'm, not one, I'm not a great believer in collective guilt. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, there are karmic consequences as yes. you uh, very correctly observe okay you're listening to mastering ourselves with keith and charmy amber your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions thanks for joining us our guest today frank joseph who's the author of among other books the lost civilization of lemuria and we're going to get into more of this when we come back stay with us we'll be right back mm-hmm. 